Dave Cardigrail at Fortigree Sportsline on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again here to Sportsline Show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio on the TuneIn app in association with Derek Credit Union. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co-presenter Pat McNamara. And our guests today are Claire's current uh, men, Claire's senior hurling manager for the next three years. Once again, Brian Lohan, uh, Claire Junior Komogi coach, Brendan Foley, and also our Kilkenny uh, correspondent and South East correspondent, Adrian Ronan. And first of all, once again, unfortunately this week we are starting off our programme on a poignant note. And during our history programme there uh, a number of weeks ago when we were going through the history of our Cadillac Mills, one of the representatives on the night was the great J.P. Canaan. And unfortunately uh, for J.P. and all the Mills community, J.P. was called to his eternal reward by the men above. And to all the Canaan, extended family of the Canaans, we, can, we extend our deepest sympathy on the death of a very, very fine man, a gentleman indeed, and may J.P. Ganane rest in peace. And I suppose uh, the best piece of news to come out of the Clare GS circles in a long time was, was of kind of officially out, out this morning when Brian Lohan was uh, announced as being going forward for another three-year term as manager of the Clare Senior Hurling Team, which is well received by everybody. And now on the line, we have the same same man, uh, the Clare Senior Hurling Manager, uh, Brian Lohan. Brian, you're welcome <coughs> once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thanks a lot, uh, Leon. Thanks, thanks, Pat. Thanks Great to have you, Brian. Brian, first of all, look at uh, many, many congratulations um, on you getting your tree or telling me again, and there's no doubt about it. Um, everybody was waiting in the long grass to see what was going to happen. It's great that it's finally over and that you can get down to the work that you want to get down to, Brian. Yeah, look, I suppose, uh, um, you know, as a management team, you know, after the defeat from Cork, you know, we just went away for a short period of time and we, we had a chat about it ourselves um, and to see if we had an appetite for this. And, you know, we felt that we did, but we felt that we, we, we needed a bit more certainty than, than just the... Uh, just one year, and you know, I suppose you know we look for we look for the three-year term, and I suppose the the board took their time to make the decision, and uh, they came back last night, and uh, the executives um, um, were happy enough to give us a three-year term. So we were delighted to to to, uh, to go with that, and uh, obviously it has to be ratified by the clubs and. Uh, for granted, but we, we we have had good support from the clubs before, so um, we'd be hoping that we we have that when it goes to the full county board meeting. But again, not taking anything for granted. Yeah, uh, but I, I would imagine I would imagine that 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 would be just. Uh Hopefully a formal a foregone conclusion. Brian, look at since you took over uh, the manager of Clare, the Clare team, you've done so much to bring the Clare team, Clare team forward. And there's no doubt in all, but in you had two years with the COVID. You know, your Clare were going very well the first year in the league, and then COVID hit. You know, got right they threw in the championship, progressed the thing on even further again this year. You'd be hoping, like now that there, as you said, there is a bit of certainty. You have three years, and obviously you can start to implement the stuff that you want to implement. Yeah, look, I suppose the, the 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 key to any setup is the players that are there, like and you know, the enthusiasm that they come to the training sessions with and the you know, the the hard work and the endeavor by all of the players. You know, geez, we we had I think we had forty four, forty six players uh, the first year now and geez, they just worked so hard from from the, for for all the time that we we we, we had them uh, with us, and then you know <clears throat> we had to uh, make a call on on 
reducing down the panel to 36 because it's just not practical to be carrying 44. And, you know, all of the players, even the players that, that you know, we had to make the phone calls to to to, um, to tell them that they that they weren't um, that, that they weren't going to be part of the plans for whatever reason it was at the time. Um, you know, they, 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 you know, great uh, maturity and great leadership by all of those guys, and you know they're the best. They're the best players in the county, and you know we have. Um, um, we think we have a good bunch, and you know, you know, you would, you would be seeing seeing them every weekend in the same way as I'd be seeing them every weekend, and you know, we have we've, we've got some great talent there. Brian, it's, it's great to hear that because uh, that you have such faith in the players and you see them firsthand, you know, three or four times a week and what they're putting into it, etc., etc. Now, other people who may be less hopeful would say maybe we haven't enough players to compete with the Limericks and the, the Corks or Galways or Tips, whoever. But, um, you know, you've seen them firsthand. So that's a great vote of, of confidence in them. So, you know, working together now, they, they know that, that you, you, you have speak so highly of them and I heard you in other interviews during the week as well so you know I suppose that's the basis of everything isn't it the players are the basis of everything and it all comes out from there yeah look it, it is and um, you couldn't be you couldn't be more impressed with um, the, the bunch that we have now we, you know we have a great great bunch and they're um, you know they're a bunch of guys that you would you would have to be proud of like um, and they work exceptionally hard you know really do they work exceptionally hard whether it's and they're over in the gym or out in the field like you know they're they're, um, they're they're a great bunch absolutely yeah and just now Brian as you, you said we, are, we we all go to games and all that and I suppose everyone has their always has their different opinions <coughs> but even from ourselves speaking here I don't know of too many that haven't been that are not on the panel in my own view that, that should be on it do you know what I mean so you have sco- you have gone around the whole county you, you, you're visible and your management team are visible at all games and to be fair anyone that's nearly worth their salt is in the panel at the moment well look I suppose um, well, the, the secret to it is that you you have to be refreshing the panel as well like and they, um, anyone who is who is working hard and putting in the effort uh, um, and if they're you know if their performances are good enough with their clubs and good enough with the county, whether it be, say, under-20 level or, 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 or younger. Or yeah, I know we haven't really had the opportunity to see it at college level, but, you know, if, if that is a performance, you know, we, 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 want to, we want to have the best players representing the county. You know, simple as that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, whether it, be, whether it be junior, whether it be intermediate or whether it be senior, if they're... We'd be hoping that if they're good enough, that they will get a shot. Like, and you know, it's 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 something to look forward to now for the next couple of weeks. That we'll be anxious to see as many guys as possible and try and um, try and and well, scour the county to make sure if, if if there is anyone there that has potential, that um, we can you know, get get a look at guys and and see what their attitude to work is like and whether they are prepared to work or not. And Brian, that's a, that's a great motivation, even outside of the players. You know, having having to play for, but you know, obviously they'd be motivated for the clubs in the championship. But motivated that you know that everybody, and I think everybody knows that if someone is worth their salt or, or so, as you said, shows potential, they will be brought in. It gives the the, the players that extra a little bit of the edge, you know, to perform as well. Yeah, absolutely, and you know that's uh, 
I suppose it's 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 a two way thing as well. Like in that, you know, they they it's not just players that are looking to try and make a name for themselves, but the established guys that are there or the guys that have been in on the panel, you know, not they all want to play. Like they all want to, um, you know, when we're picking our twenty six, like on a Friday night before a match, you know, there's always a couple of guys that are very disappointed and. You know they're going away playing club matches or whatever it is. Like and uh, um, they're a bit cheesed off with me and a bit cheesed off with the um, with 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 the selectors. Um, but you know they have an opportunity now in the in the championship matches to show and look I'm better than this or better than that or whatever it is. Like you know exactly. Yeah, and hopefully that will happen. You find the two or three more gems gems of players that you haven't maybe. Got before uh, the the performance and the result with Limerick the other uh, last week, Lee or uh, Brian has got a lot of people talking about resources and, and the amazing growth that this fantastic Limerick team have. Now for yourself going forward, we know Club Clare started off in a p- very positive fa- fashion, and we know there's a review committee there. So, how do you feel about the resources you will need, and you know to build up, you know to support the team as you go on, and uh, how do you feel about h- how you'll be able to get your hands on the things you'll need? Well, look, I suppose, you know, we're, we're not the kind of, um, kind of, a, we're not a multi-million euro setup like we, yeah. we just, there's no point in talking about it, you know, we, we, we can't afford to be spending a million or a million and a half or something like that. And we, you know, we can't afford to be, you know, spending, you know, every second weekend blowing Fort Island down Cork or, you know, that, that just isn't, it's isn't not yeah. feasible, yeah. Isn't, it's just an option for us, like so. We kind of tend to, you know, we, we we prioritize what we do need, and you know, if there's something that we need, you know, I go to Michael Gallagher, and you know, I just tell him this: this is what we need, and and generally speaking, the support has been been pretty good. Great. And and Brian, as as you know, as you're going into the, the start of your new three year, your your term, like have you discussed I obviously you, you you the announcement already came over the weekend. Has there been discussions with the board as of yet and will they give you the support that you require or is that all up for dis, uh, for negotiation at the moment? But that that's all up for discussion now. They, they um so we 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 haven't had any discussions in relation to finance or um, in relation to the, the, what we need and, and what our wish list will be uh, for the, the running of the team for next year, so you know that that, that would all be up for discussion. Um, but it, look, but I think that um, I think that the board have a pretty good idea of of how we are doing our business, and genuinely, we don't we don't waste money. Um, we we try and do things as as efficiently as possible, and you know we you know as a management team generally, you know Ken and James like they they double up on a lot of stuff like you know so you know whereas other teams might have a backroom panel of thirty five or thirty six, we don't have that. Yeah. You know so we'd be expecting that that um, the guys that are in there and uh, that they double up on various things and. And, and just, you know, for the job to be done, to just get it done. And Brian, you know, finance is so important, but I mean, as you said, you're not, you don't spend massive amounts or look for massive amounts, you have your own plan, but, you know, are you aware that there is massive, you know, maybe you are aware of it and it's very positive from the those of us on the ground talking to club mates and dif- or less in different clubs, we know that there's a, a great groundswell of support for the Clare Hurling team 
particularly under yourself and, and the other lads management in the last couple of years and the pride you've brought to the thing so you know I, I feel oh, myself yeah. that, I feel myself oh, that yeah. you, you will have massive support in terms of financially and indeed moral support as well Oh yeah, absolutely, and we do appreciate that. Like, um, you know, there's there's certain areas that we can't compromise on. Like, and, <clears throat> you know, you know, there's specialist areas that we just can't um, yeah. compromise, and, and we need the best there. Like, so we need the best nutritionist that is available. Um, and if we have, you know, you're just going to have to 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 invest in that far team, and um, that they're getting the. Um, best advice and the most professional advice, and you know, obviously, the whole area, uh, the whole area of medical and looking after the players, all that stuff is is they're really non-negotiables. But I think, in fairness to the board, the board do see that as non-negotiable as well. You know, so you know, you know, the whole area of um, analysis, whether it be you know measuring fellas' performance athletically or um, nutrition-wise or you know, with the um, you know the, the the GPS analysis, all that is 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 becoming non-negotiable as well. Like yeah. that you you have to get the best advice and you have to have the best equipment, um, just so that you're 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 able to match what um, the stronger hurling counties are doing. You know the you know the the stronger hurling counties are spending you know a million a million and a half that kind of money, and as I said, we don't have those resources. But um, there, obviously, there is things that we 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 need and require, and um, uh, generally speaking, we get. You get them. And, and Brian, with all you know, the innuendo that we've gone and everything, is it draw a line under the sand and all positive and move forward from here and just concentrate on getting the clear team as best prepared as possible for league and championship upcoming? Yeah, well, look, that's 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 what it has to be like, and. Um, you know, there, you know, there has to be. Um, uh, we have to have a more professional setup if, 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 if we're going to reach those heights that um, that other teams are, are are reaching. You know, we we want to get back up to Crow Park. The the, the county and the hurling supporters want to get back up to Crow Park. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it takes a whole lot of hard work and a whole lot of effort. And you know. Um, we're prepared to, prepared to do it, uh, and the players are definitely prepared to do it. So you know, we just we just have to see how it goes uh, over the next while. Um, and look, it's I suppose you know after we'd have to say that the same resources have to go into uh, the under twenty side, and the same resources have to go into the minor side as well. And and that is that is another debate, but it's an, it's an important debate, and, and um, I, I think we have to be having that as well. Yeah, indeed. In, in fairness to you know, you, you're thinking about everybody. You're not you're singly thinking about your own team. You're thinking of the county as a whole, and and you know that's that's the way. That's just the way it has to be. And Brian, even though that you know the the, the minors and maybe under under twenties didn't perform as as capably, or maybe people were expecting more out of them, there's still plenty of potential in those uh, squads. There is players in those squads that would probably you would probably have a, have a look at also that there is potential there. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. Like we then earlier on this year, you know, we we brought in ten of that under on under twenty squad um, to do to do some um, conditioning work yeah. and a bit of nutrition work. And you know, you know, 
I was very much dependent on on the, the under twenty management to you know to give me a steer like um, in relation to who were the guys that that we should be looking at. Um, so it would have worked, you know, closely with your brother and Sean there, yeah. and, you know, and 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 Jar and um, and, and Jim Jim and Gillian as well, like um, you know because. You know, I wouldn't see everything that is going on it's in, in their session. That it was, it was, you know, it was great to see some of their performances. I know that, you know, on the day against Limerick, um, it didn't go as well as possible. But I did see them against Tip now, and they beat Tip in a challenge. You know, two very strong sides. Like, and you know, then you have to take into account that um, Keen Galvin was injured with his cruciate. Yeah, and, correct. And Shane you know, Meehan. Mark Rogers was. Was 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 out over that ridiculous rule oh, that they cra- had. Crazy, yeah. crazy. It was great to see Mark playing under twenty this year, and also Shane being, of course, with that with that injury as well, like and that operation that he that he went for. So, like, you know, taking three quality quality players out of any setup would be would be massive. But except for Cork, of course, Cork took two out of their setup, and they still won the All Ireland. Like, so yeah, yeah, they. they, they, they they, they can afford that, like, you know, whatever number of clubs that they have, but um, we couldn't afford that. But look, there is some good players and there's some good quality and even, you know, from the first series of games um, that we saw, there's a couple of those lads that, that really uh, stood up and um, we'd be really looking forward to seeing them for the rest of the championship and, um, you know, some, 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 some good guys there. And I suppose from the unfamiliar new lads to the old familiar faces, it's great to see Shane O'Donnell and Peter Dugan making a return to club championship holding as well. And presumably, um, you know, if those two lads want want to be part of it, they can add an awful lot of experience and ability to your plans for next year as well, uh, Brian. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the, the, you know those guys, you know, that kind of experience and, 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 and knowledge and ability um, and, you know, and drive and desire, you know, you you need that um, from from those guys. Um, so looking forward to see how see see how they perform uh, for the rest of the championship. Yeah. And, and Brian, I suppose looking at Claire, you were unlucky. You know, you came down to really a puck of a ball again. Cork looking the draws not, as well. Yeah. Not, nothing in it. Cork appeared in the All Ireland final. Unfortunately, they just didn't perform on the day against Limerick. Limerick is the benchmark there, Brian. But I suppose like every other other team, you'd be itching to have a shot at Limerick, Brian. Well, look, they, they um, look. Limerick looked very good the last day, but I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're Cork at a hundred percent now. You know, they, they, you know, if, if 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 you were to 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 look at how they played against us, like, and you know, the hardness and toughness that they showed in their backline, in particular against us, like, um, they yeah, didn't put in a challenge. Last. They never put in a challenge that Sunday. Yeah, well, they just they just didn't show it for some reason, mm. and. Um, you know, I suppose the first couple of days after an All Ireland final, you're kind of you're you're reading about how brilliant Limerick were and how well they got it and how you know how 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 they got things right and people you know don't really reflect on the losers like you know losing an All Ireland final you're nothing really like you're you're, you're um, True. we were there before like we won All Ireland but we lost it as well like and, yeah you know when. when or nothing really actually when you lose and you know oh but you know as 
eventually you probably will find out, you know, what was happening in Cork in the lead up to the lead up to the All Ireland, and you know, did things go wrong on the day, or you know, were you just don't know where one or two lads carrying injuries or carrying knocks and you know that can have if you're particularly against Limerick and the power that they have like if you're not at 100% even if you're only 95 or 96 or even 97% that can have a big reflection on the, on, on the scoreboard like it's it's just um, um, they're just gone so good like and they're so so good the, the setup is so professional and the players are so professional and you know, they're, they're, they're just, you need to have your A game against them. Yeah, but Brian, they're there to be taken down and, and that's the challenge to know. And Brian, look, at it is a pleasure talking to you and thanks for giving us your time here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. From all here and from all in the East Clare area, Brian, we wish you, your management team and all the players the very best look in the upcoming league and championship. And once again, thanks to Brian Lohan for taking the time to talk to us. And now we're joined on the line by a member of the Clare Junior Management is a coach, a defensive coach, and one of the main analysts on the Clare Junior Camogie team as they prepare for their All Ireland semi final later on today in Clayton County Kildare against the Archer County Archer County of Armagh, the reigning champions. And as I said, it's Brendan Foley. Brendan, you're welcome once again. Thanks, Ned. Hi, Brendan. Brendan, Brendan, look at the All Ireland Camogie Holland final, which we talk about in a minute uh, briefly, is done and dusted. But for Clare Camogie, it's the biggest game uh, for Clare Camogie in a number of years since the All Ireland Junior final against Kerry a couple of years ago in Cusick Park. But it's the Premier Junior All Ireland semi final against Armay and Brendan, formidable opposition in Clane later on this afternoon. Oh, that was of a dog, Leo. Um, you know. This is what you know the way the preparations have gone for us with the group. Like you know, the matching in Kildare didn't happen, so you know I may have the advantage in that, and they only played a championship game last week. So you know we've been, I say, nearly three or four weeks now since we played Ross Common. You know, and you're trying to stay going with challenge matches and keep the girls trained and keep them focused. And in fairness, to have but that competitive edge that you want going into such a big game. We haven't had it for a number of weeks, so you know our our favourites coming into it, and and rightly so. Like you know, the, as you said, they were they're champions, so like it's 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 going to be a tough ask. But look, you, we've we've trained well. The girls are are hopping, and they're going to give it everything that they have. But you know, like you you would have liked to had a good championship match under your belt compared to to playing challenges, like you know. So yeah. that's the only that's. That's from our side of it, but look, we're delighted to be there and and uh, really looking forward to the game. And Brendan, really, I know the, the positive side is you're 60 minutes away or 65 minutes away from uh, Park and Crokey, but on the other side, on the flip side, Brendan, as you said, it really it is really unfair. Uh, you know, you play one game and then you're you're idle for four weeks and expected to come out and perform to your best in an All Ireland semi final. You are like you know, and that's the disadvantage that we have gone in. And you know, look, it, it, it can it can swing in roundabouts. You, you you could have played a match, and you might end up with a lot of injuries, and you're saying, "Jesus, it's both next week." And you know what I mean? So there's that side of it too. But you know, you would like to have had a good competitive game coming into this match because our man, our battle hardened coming into it, and you know they've 
they, they, they had a good a good a good victory last week against um a highly fancied uh, Limerick team. And uh, you know, so so like uh, we know you, you, you spoke there in your intro about the Kerry game and Kerry beat Limerick in that match and Limerick were were very unlucky in that game, like you know, and we saw the job Kerry done. And for our man to take care of Limerick was, I, you know, was a shock really because I think Limerick were on many people's lips uh, to, to be favourites for this. So, like you know, to beat Limerick and we played Limerick early in the year as well, and the bees were so like you know, you know the size of the challenge that you're facing. Like and you know, I know you're saying about the the the, the game, like you know the, the disadvantage. So like. They are battle hardened coming into this game, and we just have to be. We just need to hit the ground running, and whatever our match was, we have to be ready for it. And I suppose to get ready for that, Brendan, you know, without the lack, the lack of a proper championship for yourselves, as games coming every week or two, uh, you have had to go to good, strong club challenges, clubs that are involved in, you know, senior senior county action, the club in, senior county action is still shortly preparing. So at least, you know, you're playing competitive club teams. Has that been any help in terms of getting the girls a, a bit sharper and a bit battle hardened? It has, Pat, like, you know, but even that was a struggle because some club teams were into their championship. Oh, yeah. You know, and they weren't, and they weren't, they weren't, you know, it was, it was hard to try to fit in a team to, to play a challenge because, you know, we, we, we played now two up in Galway and, you know, we, we, we won them fairly handy, but, um, we, we played Borges to Harrodin, that was a great challenge for us. You know, we played them there last week and that was a right good test and, you know, the entity was up there and, but, you know, try to get even challenge matches was a struggle because, you know, we had a few lined up and teams had to pull out because fixtures came along and they were playing and it just throws you back like you're back to the drawing board again. So it's not all playing sailing when you're when you're trying yeah. to organise matches because clubs are are getting ready for their own their own um, their own championship yeah, yeah. as well. Like and Brendan, looking at Armea, Brendan, you know, Claire, I know the, the last time Claire played Armea, I think it was up in Armea and I. Um, in an All Ireland uh, round game, and Clare with with fourteen players uh, defeated Armagh. Is Armagh a much changed team, Brendan? Do you know from that fixture, and what would have Clare learned from that, or is that just um, a passing result, as we'd say? Well, like you know, sure, players drop in and out the way, John, the way it is. Like, but you know, um, like the lads had seen Armagh, they said they were a good, strong, physical side, and you know, they're they're, they're a good work ethic about them. They're, they're, uh, you know, the, the, the era change team, I believe, from, from the, was it oh, two years ago? Right. I know they went up uh, and, and played them. So, like, the, the lads have seen them and they have said they're changing them. And when they were talking during the week and training, they were trying to emphasise that, that, you know, the team you played before you isn't the same it. now. And, you know, so it, it's, it's a different challenge again. And Brendan, looking at Clare, Brendan, um, how uh, have Clare a fully fit squad to pick from? Are everybody is everybody available? And do would there be changes from the Roscommon game, or would it be much déjà vu? Uh, well, like you know, sure. Like the, 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 no, there's no injuries uh, as such. Uh, they're all fitting well. Um, so from that side of it, we're we're good. Um, you know, from the Roscommon game, there might be a few changes, you know, tweaking things here and there, like, you know, um, so it's, 
you know, <clears throat> like training has gone well for the girls, but like you know, as as I keep going back, it you would love just to have that championship match. To be really razor sharp coming in, and I think, and, I, know, think I think it's very they, they, unfair, they, they, and unfair on the team and the structure of the championship or the structure of the Camogie championships. I think in that regard, for for the junior down or whatever, you know, has to be looked at. Maybe, maybe, maybe I suppose maybe putting the teams into majors maybe is asking a bit much or whatever. But I think maybe bringing down maybe one or two teams out of the next division or something. It has to be something structures had to be looked at because. What's the point in playing a championship game or playing a championship when you don't know you're going to be idle for four weeks and teams give walkovers and it doesn't do anything for the development of Camogie or development of the players either, Brendan? No, it doesn't. Like you know, like how come, how can you play a game one week and then the following week say no, we're not going to play? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. It isn't done. Bra- yeah. Brian or you Bra- know, it, Brian, Brendan. You might just remind our listeners again, you know, know the sure first-hand knowledge, what's it like trying to prepare a team for an important game? You know, with, with some restrictions still in place, like we've got the dressing rooms or having a bit of food after or training or that, or being together and travelling together, you know, travelling separately. Is, is that still uh, adding difficulties for you? Well, like, you know, I suppose <laughs> in one way, that's where the challenge matches were handy. Yeah. You know, you were able to start to do test runs for the, all these Scenarios like yes. you know what I mean, and and in fairness to the management side, like they have, they've left no stone unturned, and the board have been very good. Like you know, when you travel away, uh, they travel separate cars. Uh, you know, they, they 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 go in and tug out, and and then they're out in the field and they're doing the warm up, and their food in is lined up afterwards again. Like when we played with Ross Common. There was a, a caterer brought in from outside, and you know, for both teams, and you, you just stand up outside eating your food, like you know, and you know, it's, it's strange times, like you know, yeah. before you'd be jumping onto a bus yeah. and baiting up the road, and you know, you, you'd have you'd have even there might be a player that might be a bit nervous, and you would see that in the bus, and someone could sit down and have a chat with him, and you know, lighten 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 the mood, like from and. But it's it's um it's totally different now. Like you know, they're traveling separate cars. It's two two and a bit hours up the plane, and you know it's you're, you're you know what is you have a lot of thoughts going through your head. You know when you're on your own, even in the car. Good point, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so like it, it, it's nice to have a team collectively together when you're going because you can have a bit of banter and you could take your mind off it for a while before you get there. And do when you arrive, you know. Yeah, and it's all right, part. Get, it's get, all part get, of the, into a, game mode now, like. Yeah, and it's all part of the process too, Brendan. Which is something that I'd say that you know it's definitely hard, very hard on the players, and you could it is very hard on the players at the moment. There's no doubt about that, Brendan. In a nutshell, uh, look at sixty minutes away from Crow Park. It would be just brilliant on Saturday evening, leaving Clane that in two weeks' time that you would be hitting for Park and Crocky. Too lovely, Leo. Like you know, which is a massive challenge. Um, the 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 management know that they've they've looked at our man, they know the challenge they face it. But look, you know, it's a semi final, as you say, it's sixty minutes away from Crow Park, and no matter who you're playing, it's always going to be a tough challenge. So uh yeah, look, all they can do is prepare they've prepared well, go up and give it a lash and see where it brings them and please God we'll be on the right end of the result click. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah. and we wish you all the very best to look with, yeah. with that, all the management and players as well. Speaking of Crop Park, Brendan, uh, last Sunday, in a nutshell, Limerick and Cork, over after 10 minutes. It was, Leo. Um, 
you know, I was very, very disappointed with Cork. And that's genuine now when we've done our preview talking about him. You know, you were expecting Cork of all counties to come up with something to challenge this machine. And, like, I was above at it and I went in early. I love going in early looking at the teams warming up and the way they go about their business. And I'll tell you, looking at the Cork set-up and the warm-up and looking at the Limerick warm-up, they were miles apart. Um, now, we were sitting down talking about when we were saying, are Cork trying to keep them relaxed? They're a young team, big occasion, you know. But in at the other end, you had Limerick. And lads, they played a game, one of their mini-games in front of us. And it was absolutely frightening. Whew. I mean, frightening. The hits that were going in. It was played at match pace. They were just on it from the minute the ball was thrown in, came out from the ball in, on the mini-games. And there was no... There was no holding back. And there's a friend of mine there, Joe Bradley, he was on the preview show there a while back with his blown riddance. Yeah. And he was beside us and he was and we said, There's someone going to get hurt here. They were ahead so hard. And you had Cork and Dunner in below. Deep strolling around, doing their poke about, but there was no intensity in it. And you could see that from the minute the game started that Limerick had came to the table and Cork didn't. And, you know, it was... Whether the occasion got to Cork, I don't know. I just don't think so. I just think this Limerick team are at a different level to everyone. And, you know, they're the benchmark for all counties. Um, like, you know, when you're when you're going into a final like that, you're often saying to yourself, geez, if I get nine or ten fellas now to be hitting seven or eight plus, we have a great chance of winning. Limerick had 15 fillets that were eight and nines all the way through. Yeah. There was no line for Limerick that was weak. Like, you know, they were like the, the first sub that came on from was was a fella to come off injured who scored four or five points. Yeah, Peter Casey. You know, they were just yeah. on fire. They were their their work ethic, their their passing, their they're just you know they're they're moving the game on so fast. And, Bri- and, and, and Brendan, John Kiley spoke in an interview after the game that the best of this Limerick team is yet to come. And he's right. He's genuinely right because you look at the age profile of them, you know, and they brought in a young fella there from Belly Brown. Um, Call him Coughlin. Coughlin, you know, and, and see the size of him coming in. You know, they're, they're, they're doing it the right way. They're introducing one or two fellas the whole time they emptied the bench it was easy to empty the bench probably because the game was over at half time you know what I mean it was gone it was dusted and even by the body language of Cork coming out and what disappointed me mostly with Cork was they didn't even try to whittle down the score they didn't have a cut for goals yeah so try try me as one fella behind me says oh they want is their name and the examiner yeah. they were taking the handy option thrown over the bear you know, they never even tried to cut in and say, and there was no one going to turn around and say, Jez Leds, why didn't you tap it over the bear? You know, just have go and have a go. But they were a beaten docket after after the water break, like Leo. They were just, and like, it, it was a phenomenal performance from Limerick. An absolute phenomenal performance, you know. And, you know, you see them, you see, you see the, the way they're talking that are the, as good as the, as the Kilkenny team there that, in the oh, five or six or seven that period, like yeah. you know what I mean, 
and it, 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 wouldn't it be fantastic if you could could roll it back and get the doom to play? Yeah, there's no doubt about you, you, there's you, no doubt about that. To be great, worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. Brendan, yeah. Brendan, with that we know you're we, you're in a hurry uh, to go to hit for Clane, so we're not going to delay you any further. And look, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio, and one best look to all the team later on once more. Thanks, Brendan. Brendan, best of luck, safe driving. Thank you. And once again, thanks to Brendan Foley for taking the time to talk to us. And now we're joined on the line by our South East representative all the way from, from Kilkenny. I mean, very well, uh, very good to see her on Scarif Bay Community Radio. I mean, with all Ireland medals at all grades. Uh, it's Adrian Ronan. Adrian, good to talk to you again. Man, thanks very much, Ed. Thank you. Adrian, I suppose, yeah, first of all, before we, we get into the, 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 the hurling subject, uh, Bad news in, in Kilkenny during the week. Uh, the death of a great stalwart, uh, Liam Chunky O'Brien. Yeah. Um, Chunky was a, a legend and an actress, I suppose, on and off the field. He was the, I suppose, and when I was growing up, he was part of the great Kilkenny 70s team of the 70s and, of course, was a, a wizard with the, with the ball in the middle of the field and the hurling. So and uh, again, as the, as the great fan Larkin said, he was probably one of the best free takers that in their time as fan often says now he said you have young lads under 40 hitting balls over the bar now he said and Chunky was hitting the free he said to barely go over the bar because <laughs> the ball was twice the weight and the hurdles were different but he said if I remember fan giving him great credit but he was a, a James Stevens man uh, a Chunky I suppose uh, had a, a glittering career in the 70s and was probably you know a pin-up boy at that time didn't wear the helmet was flamboyant at that time in the middle of the field when you were a young lad growing up in the 70s but unfortunately he's been sick for the last two years and um, was laid quite low in the last few weeks and months so our thoughts and wishes are with his family though Brian as I said I had the pleasure of meeting him money in the last year when he was at a, he's one of his granddaughter's camogie matches and a great 20 minutes with him reminiscing and chatting away and um, he wasn't a lad I knew very well but he was a lad that would always have a word when he'd always have a word for you but um, an artist that's the best description There's you can no give no an and we, we echo your sentiments yeah, yeah. entirely and condolences to all the family Adrian last Sunday uh, last Sunday yeah Cork and Limerick the expected outcome but not the scoreline that everyone not the scoreline that it finished at yeah I think to be fair most if not all people um if you were asked, as we often mentioned, the charity bet was definitely Limerick. But depending again and looking back on Texas and looking back on the different WhatsApp groups that were all involved in the different ones, and I'm privileged to have ones with some great uh, Kenny hurlers and it's interesting the different opinions. But everyone, bar one or two, maybe were going for Limerick, and a few people, including myself, thought it would be a 10 point win for Limerick. Something magical have to come from. Uh, Cork or there had to be a, maybe a discretion or indiscretion coming from Limerick to, to having to you know not perform on the day and obviously they performed brilliantly on the day which meant straight away that something special had to come from Cork and they just didn't have that something special on the day are they a coming team certainly they are but again they need to be careful they, they were a coming team in 2013 too and it took them 7 or 8 years to get back again so you know the fact that they're in all Ireland everyone has this opinion that they're their minors and under twenties are are you know the next generation are coming, but you know there's a guy called Patrick Horgan and Seamus Harnadine. He's as not easily replaced by a young lad, so I'm not too sure just because you 
got to an all Ireland that Cork are going to bounce back. It's not easy, as you all know, come out of Munster. So. But yeah. it's all about Limerick. Um, certainly, it's all about Limerick. They were brilliant, there's no doubt about it. But there was huge naivety in Cork, I thought, on the day. I wasn't there with the, with the local station, I wasn't there, but I know a great friend of mine, Tommy Welch, obviously, uh, a hurling genius who was there in his capacity with the media and he, he one comment in our group was um, just the naivety out of Cork he just thought yeah. that they, they set themselves up wrong and didn't follow their players when they thought they should and left them too deep and just looking up from the stand from the media box in Crow Park you can see a lot from the being up so high just that they, they left too much way too much space in front of the, the Cork full back line right. their plans went out the window it seemed yeah, and there's no doubt, like you, you're looking at the game. As obviously, we were all looking at the game on, on television. But like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get as much space in an under twelve match. Like some of the defending, like and there were yards after him in. You know, there was sixty or seventy yards of space in in front of him. Do you know what I mean? Limerick or Pacey, everyone knew that Rob Downey wouldn't be the fastest. Do you know what I mean? And but it it, it just it was like digging your own your own grave, really. Yeah, and again, I couldn't get over the the, the media. In general, after the all Ireland semi-final against Cork and the Sunday game and the pundits, how they were giving him Downey now, nothing against the chap. They were giving him massive praise for the way he hurled against Kenny and they were giving him huge praise. And we were covering the match with our own on the station. And I thought, you know, after what game you're in, whether you're with the special junior Bs or the special junior Es, if you're full-back is after getting five points scored off him, well, he's not doing his job. So I couldn't get over the amount of praise and credit that Young Downey and I thought he came under came in into the matches under huge pressure because I didn't think he performed well against Lee Kenny and I just felt him he couldn't. Uh, he was always going to be up against it against the the Seamus Flanagan or whoever Limerick played on the day. But look again, I just thought the youthful experience and exuberance of Cork like it's it's marvelous to see it, but there was a huge amount of naivety in it. As I said again, you mentioned there about the modern day and I was talking to the great Owen Kelly Tipperary and other colleagues who work and he's still playing club hurling with Mullen and and he just said to me hey Ronnie if you were still playing at 51 you said you'd still get five or six points from centre forward he said because there's no one marking you know <laughs> he said his ways you're hurling now he said and I'm 39 he said so that just tells you of the great generation of hurlers that they even find it a small bit easier to hurl in the present environment you know yeah you see, it seems that way Adrian looking at Limerick um you know, they're, they're definitely the benchmark. You, they seem that they're going to, obviously they've three and run and four, probably should have been four and four maybe to all intents and purposes. Who's going to, who's going, who's the team best suited to take them down or can they be taken down in the near future, Adrian? After the near future, I mean, it's hard, very hard to see them being taken down next year. You know what I mean? Um, you know, they are cock of the hoops. It's again, it's a, a turnaround next year again. They're all, as we know, the age profile, everyone's gone through it. The only team that'll beat them is themselves, I suppose. They are, you know, I suppose they have to be very fortunate as well with injuries. I mean, they're talking again about their panel. Yeah, they might have a, a very good 18-19, but, you know, that panel is affected. They've been very fortunate with injuries and very, you know, reasonably fortunate with injuries, I suppose. And, you know, if they can stay free of injury, well, then it's <coughs> difficult. But, Again, look, for a long time, uh, I suppose, Watford have this running game and style that upset them for a while, tip upset them for a long time in the first half. Um, who's best equipped to beat them? I'm not too sure. Um, I suppose, again, we mentioned off-air, you know, Clare, Lowen staying on for three more years. 
that'll bring great confidence to the group. Duggan coming back and Shane O'Donnell, there's two serious forwards coming back into the Clare setup. Clare were marginally off against Cork. Would Clare have done a better? You know, we, we spoke about the last two days within the groups. Would we have done better? Did Cork do us a huge favour by beating us? beating us in the semi-final. I think we, we in Kilkenny would have put up a better performance. We'd be more mature. Okay, we might have been the better team on the day, but we'd be more mature and maybe more used to the the surrounds of match day, All-Ireland Day. And I think the comment was made by some pundits how Cork were so early in the dressing room and there was a load of rubbish or bullshit what everyone talked about wearing the white jerseys and the warm-up and coming in and going back mm. out for the red jerseys. There was a lot of distraction and rubbish that going on getting permission to do that and that just seems to be not you know that wouldn't go on with the, the tips and the Kilkenny's and yeah. you know teams that are used to playing in all areas but look if you're looking I'd be really keen and interested to see what's going to happen in Tipperary I mean because again I still thought this year Tip weren't going to be a million miles off it look they failed against Waterford on the day got caught maybe possibly but there's going to be a transition in, in Tip and there's a lot of good young lads coming and they're used to to win and so a good mix of Tipperary I think it's very hard to see who's clearly identified to be beat Limerick next year you know but and yeah, the sneaking suspicion I just maybe tip maybe tip Adrian uh, in the general media getting carried away with Limerick's performance I mean we all have to get about absolutely outstanding and brilliant but um, maybe there's a bit of it you know leeway given to them in terms of some of the way they play first of all there seems to be a lot of borderline hand passing even by their best players it's just you know, it's pulled once or twice, maybe against other co- by other refs for other counties, but not for Olympic. And secondly, to have a couple of tacklers there, big strong men, maybe Higarty and those, and Kyle Hayes and one or two more, seem to get away maybe with a little bit more higher tackling than again the lesser counties seem to be pulled for it or get yellow cards or maybe reds. Whereas, no, how do you have you any opinion on what you've seen with Limerick having played with a, a fairly good tough team yourself? Yeah, and again, I think it's like us all. I think when you're up there as the, t- the farm team, and four years ago everyone wanted Limerick to win, they loved Limerick, and the same when the Clare made the breakthrough, and the same when Cork made the breakthrough after the few years. When you're up there, you're there to be knocked, and you're more analysed than ever now in the media, and we're analysed by the TV, but I think it's a bit harsh to think, to be picking the faults in Limerick. I think as much as we uh, don't like to see winning every teams winning everything we like to see the underdog I'd be in the camp that ah I wouldn't like to be fought in the Limerick performance with a few niggly injuries okay there was one or two things incidents that were very, very unfortunate but the early slap out of Hegarty is it too often possibly Kyle Hayes is handling the hurl I think that were marginal just on the day incidents I think we should be as much as you might love it in players as you but I think we should be admiring the the beauty of what, the, what the, they're the bringing to the game. Yeah. yeah, the hand passing is definitely, I was, we're talking to a referee tonight, and again, I didn't get a chance to see the second or third time, but I thought Keane Lynch, first pass for the first goal, I thought he'd run it up margin, he'd hand and cut. And, and overcarried as well, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, on, they're on again, the borderline, there's no doubt about that. They were on the borderline. They're very, very good. Yeah, no. Adrian, yeah, look, it'd be taken from him. Adrian, we're going to ask you, as I said earlier on, we're going to ask you for your 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 All-Star, I'm also going to ask Pat for his All-Star team of the year. From what you've seen, you might, we'll start off with you, Adrian. Yeah, again, I, I suppose the criteria was, again, the year is hurling. I mean, I know it all goes down to the All-Ireland Day, so I'm going to be a little bit harsh on Limerick here because as much as I admired them a minute ago, I don't think 11 or 12 hurl, uh, players uh, should 
uh, making the team of the year. It makes little of all the other hurlers' efforts over the year. The great Kilkenny team of the noughties never got more than nine all stars and they won four all earns in a row. So I'm going to be hard on Limerick for that reason. I, they're not uh, near that great Kilkenny team. They're not far off it. Another all Ireland, and they'll be up there with that great Kilkenny team. But for the moment, I don't think they're up there. So that's so when I consider the team of the year, and as all star teams are, there's always a, a, a lot surprise. Of yeah, yeah, and and then and so I said I went for Owen that Owen Murphy on goal again. Nicky Quaid and hard look because he's just wearing the Limerick jersey. He was a very good goal. He probably had better saves, better puck out, better tactics. But again, when you go through the individualism again during the year, and particularly during the league, Owen Murphy was my number one anyway. I stick to that one. Sean Finn, I don't think there's a better cornerback in Hurling uh, from Limerick, without a doubt. Pronti, I think from Waterford's exploits this year, I just give Waterford, I have to be, give Waterford, um, and again, the criteria. You know, four teams got to an all Ireland semi final. Uh, some of them played very well in the league, and I just kind of look back on some of the results and matches, and matches that we covered with the radio station. Nash definitely, uh, for me, uh, had a tremendous year for a lad that was under pressure coming yeah, in. Yeah, he was probably he was probably the most improved hurler in the country this year. I thought. Yeah, he was definitely. He was under pressure last year and looked very uncomfortable in the setup in his first year. But look, for a lad that's come from forwards to a back. And slotted in there very easily. I, I'd have Nash. So Finn Prunty and Nash for me. This is where I became the. This is where I was trying to fit in. Uh, no, the obvious man was Hannon for his leadership alone. He had a great year, had a great final. His leadership, Kyle A's, as Again, these are all dead certs for everybody. But the, the one I thrown in there that I can't leave off uh, for me. He's the, the lad that keeps that watch for ticking. And I put him back wing back where he played underage at Jamie Barron. Um, I just think again. Baron, uh, when you watch Watford, Baron makes Watford tick without Watford, without Baron yeah, Watford or Arby with Baron. He's a tremendous asset, and I just again went for someone that outside of the outside of the someone that, as I said, give Watford ref, ref, representation. Middle of the field for me is William Donahue. Again, if they're all Tom Keane Lynch and he's brilliant, but to me, William Donahue is a tremendous asset in the middle of the field. He's he's up and down the field. He makes again things happen, and I don't think he gets the credit oh, he that he deserves. And of course. Very underrated, and again, of course, you couldn't look past Tony Kelly. I mean, again, you know, there isn't. If again, there isn't a better hurler in hurling over the last five, six, ten years. You know, consistently and consistently with Clare and consistently every day he goes out. So again, the forwards again, everyone picks the obvious forwards. I'm going to go a bit skew as I went for Gleeson. I thought Gleeson had a great year. I think yeah. Gleeson gets a lot of poor commentary. I think he gets a lot of hardship. I think he's. He gets a lot of pre- pressure put on him since he won the hurler of the year and I thought he had a brilliant year. Very mature, again, very mature this year as well, yeah. Down the, mm-hmm. yeah, and I just think, again, Watford brought a lot of excitement to the championship and I think they deserve more representation. Keane Inch is obviously hurler of the year, obvious makes the thing take for Limerick and is an obvious dead cert. And then again, I threw in a, 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 a strange one I put, Shani Flanagan out in the half-hour line because I'm trying to accommodate another lad. I didn't go for Tom Morris, I went for Flanagan just again, I thought Flanagan um, in the All Ireland performance, the selfishness of him, you know, uh, alone, and just um, uh, again, again, a man that's underrated. Uh, again, he's not maybe playing it to his favourite. So Galan, of course, then look again, Galan is just again speaks uh, for himself. He's just a finisher, and uh, again, seldom beaten to a ball, and just coolness personified. I couldn't ignore Cork's contribution to Championship hurling this year, and you couldn't ignore Pat Horgan's contribution to Cork. I know the 
other lads went for Jack O'Connor. To me, Jack O'Connor yeah got one or two great goals for consistency and for sheer artistry. And again, against Kilkenny in the first half uh, in an All Ireland semi final, Cork would be bet back to the Jack Lynch tunnel only for Patrick Horgan. He scored eleven points in the first half, one bet than the other. So I went for Galan Horgan and uh, Peter Casey. I just like the small man as well, you know. I love the yeah. small man calling it forward, so I couldn't even. There's no, sur- man. no surprise in that one. No, no surprise in that one. Yeah. Pat, give me your 15 that you went with. Well, what do you like, Adrian? I wanted to not have a pile of Limerick men, so very disappointed and undeservedly, undeservedly left off are Peter Casey, Nicky Quaid, Barry Nash, David Burns, Tom Morrissey, and even Gillane. So I've gone with. Um, one you, more fee. One more fee. Sean Finn. Then Morrissey, who really slotted in there when he was needed, and I gone for Cahill Barrett. There's, there's still no better cornerback than him. Right. Uh, Tim O'Mahony yeah. gets in from Cork. Declan Hannan and Kyle Hayes. Maybe maybe the Burns wasn't as dominant as, as his last two years or three. Even though now he was fairly good. Willow Dunhoe, outstanding. And uh, Jamie Barron, I had to give it to him midfield as well. I gone for Garo Tegarty, who's consistent. Cade Lynch, obviously. And I stuck in Stephen Bennett as another nod to Waterford. I think he's consistently a savage man for Waterford, in fairness to him. And up front, Pat Horgan had to get the nod. Shane McFlanagan and Tony Kelly. Right. And I give you. I just give you my fifteen. Mm. And I, I, the reason I went with somebody is as is. Who did you have on the goal, Pat? Sorry. Uh, I put one more One more Pat to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I had yeah, fairness yeah. if he's outstanding. He's a brilliant goalie. So I went with. And again, on this time I have delivered eleven Limerick lads. I I said I had to fit in few. And the one man that I feel had done by losing out my own team is going to be Jason Ford uh, from oh, Tipperary. Yeah. I've won more fee in goals. Sean Finn, Morrissey, and Barry Nash, Borden's Hennan and Hayes, Donohue, Willow Donohue, and Jamie Barron. Tony Kelly, Keane Lynch and Morrissey with Horgan, Pat Horgan, Seamus Flanagan and Peter Casey. And as, as I said, Jason Ford had done by not, not to make the, the first 15 there on, on that. But look, at, again, it's, all, yeah, it's a matter of, of opinion, there's no doubt about that. Adrian, your senior player of the year. Obviously, are we are going to be, we might, we might all agree on this one, maybe. Yeah, I think, again, uh, all Ireland often... Um, Finalises that to whoever performs on the on the day and look. Whoever, there was a number of people in the running and they were all Limerick men, but on the day then Lynch is a certainty. It has to be, I think. Yep. You can call with that, Pat. You'd have to. Kyle Hayes isn't far behind, though, but Lynch has to get it. And maybe Willie don't know who is in the shout as well. And Tom Morrissey not far behind either. Mm-hmm. There's no about that. Right, Adrian. This is a more a more of a stickier one. A young player of the year. Uh, I suppose. A harder one, you know, a lot of the players now that have come in have probably one or two years played at senior and aren't eligible. Where did your vote go on this one, Adrian? Yeah, I found this difficult because I was trying to look at the criteria and it said you had to be under 21 and the only lad I could find that put any criteria that was any doing anything was Owen Cody of Kilkenny. But I'm not even sure he's eligible because he's in his second year of championship. But it says young player of the year has to be under 21. So if it is, for me, the most consistent player at any level was Owen Cody I was surprised to see him getting last year even though he's a Kenny man I wish you look on the two you're, the name you're going to come up with yeah I, well, I'd I, agree with you we, we, we're, we're, we're both in agreement with that, that if, because he's the best player yeah, he is of by that fair. age group yeah. no question and I was talking to a couple of lads actually today who one or two would have would have been putting him in as an outside bet for a, a, an all-star as well uh, the only other one that I could come up with, Adrian as an alternative depending on the eligibility of Owen Cody was Shane Barrett from Cork yeah, and again, much time, though. yeah, again, I think Barrett only maybe, if I'm not mistaken, did he only start one, if not two matches for Cork? Yeah, he started the one, so yeah, again, he started the one, yeah. Yeah, so again, 
you know, again, I was surprised Owen Cody last year. I thought his form wasn't as good to warrant that award. This year, if he's eligible, definitely he built on last year's performance. He was excellent for Kenny this year. Um, so it's a difficult one to find because, as I said, if you're holding senior championship and you're still under 21, well, then it narrows it down fairly easily based on the fact that Limerick are a very, you know, Limericks and, uh, and the Waters to a lesser extent are very settled. Kenny are very settled other than Owen Cody. And, um, does the couple of those Cork under twenties wouldn't be far off the mark, even though they didn't play senior? Yeah, outstanding men. If you go that, if you go into that group, you yeah. know what I mean. Then that's you know that's good. But if Cody's eligible, it's on Cody for me. Yeah, for sure. Adrian, uh, I suppose one right, last one to throw you out: a player that you're looking forward to, you think that could make a big breakthrough in 2022 from any of the counties. Yeah, again, I suppose I I, I was trying to say make a break. Make a a breakthrough. I was saying, what's the criteria? If you were on it this year and not hurling well, I'm not too sure of the criteria. I find it difficult, even in our own county, trying to find someone that hasn't, you know, been. Well, I go back to it again. I suppose I just wearing my southeast hat and wearing my Kenny hat. I still think while he came on, Connor Delaney, he played last year, wasn't really. He was on and off the team last year, but he's a huge. Uh, exciting talent for Kilkenny. He was injured all this year. We played him in all Ireland semi-final. We brought him on. Jack O'Connor uh, destroyed him for them a few minutes and probably into these confidence. But I think he'll bounce back for me. A man that will have a long career in inter-county hurling will be a mainstay in Kilkenny at full-back or centre-back over the next 10 years from me. I'll have to watch that will and hopefully get a few all-stars. Not too sure we'll get an all-Ireland or two, but maybe an all-star. But Connor Delaney is the only one I could find in me uh, again someone trying to make the breakthrough Young Bo who, who I'm interested in watching yeah. is Young Bo Conor Bo Conor Bo yeah yeah he didn't make the panel this year he was with the footballers if Cal takes the job he'll bring a few of these at if, if he does <clears> then I like Young the likes of Young Andrew Mormon or Conor Bo they're now he's not even on the tip panel but again they're two lads dark horses and they're exciting forwards yeah two good holders Pet if you want anyone this would stick well, out I'm tempted to say a new coming to break in next year and do a devil be Peter Duggan but he's been there before I hope he's back <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out and say Mark Rogers I, I hope he's a year mature he need a good championship in Clare first of all and uh I'm hoping he might he might be the man to make a big breakthrough next year from our point of view anyway. Yeah, indeed. Good man, Pet. Adrian, is it been good to talk to you? You've been very good to talk to throughout the championship here uh, to give us your time here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. We hope you have a good uh, club championship down there in Kilkenny and that Eugene Clune might do the job for for, for the for Greg Belly Kellen down there. And look at have a good championship and we look forward to hearing your views uh, in the new year in twenty twenty two. Thanks very much for talking to us here. Thanks again, Adrian. Great to talk to you as always. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. And once again, thanks to Adrian Ronan for taking the time to talk talk to us here tonight and today and during the whole whole championship. Pat, a quick look back on the Clare Hurling Championship last weekend. Group around two games. uh, Ina getting over O'Callaghan's Mills and Kilmele getting over Wycott in that group of deaths, as we'll call it. How do you see it going now, Pat? Well, it's Bozaina Kilnamona, Leo, and Kilmele are two of the, if you like, the talking horses in Clare Holden for a few years now. I think Kilnamona on the back of a couple of victories, 121A victories, but surely is, you know, launching pet for, 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 for a fair bit of success at senior anyway. Uh, Kilmele, likewise, you know, a very attractive team to watch. A lot of, lot of good young players who are now probably their mid to mid, mid hidden into the second late part of their 20s, really, and led by older lads like Derek Keane and that. But, um, so two, I suppose, expected win for Ina Kilnamona, I suppose, in the sense that, um, um, 
you know, they're a really good team and they won the first game as well, obviously. So uh, they are showing signs this year of, of, of doing something. Uh, Kilmele played... Uh, Kilmele, Kilmele lost the first Kilmele game. Kilmele lost the first game. To Eineken won it. Yes. So um, Kilmele, still don't know how, how good they are. You know, because they'll be tested. They've lost 1-1-1. One, one, one. Um, you know, the bridge are still the kingpins in Clare and look like they're very, very physically strong and able to hold on to it. Whitegate, you know, will struggle. It looks like now that that result means Whitegate will probably struggle. Uh, Scarif have, you know, lost the first game. So the Scarif Castle game is vital. But yeah, we'd love to, we always here in Scarif Bay love to see Whitegate, you know, doing that, big, yeah. they're doing that giant killing act. And we've got great thrills out of ourselves commentating on them over, over the last few years. But, uh, you know, they will find it harder as it goes on. I think, uh, you know, they're fighting a, a and cause the, out there the, themselves. The, the mid struggle in two or two minutes now. disappointing because, I mean, county finals last year, you know, they've never beaten much, as I said, but they don't ever seem to. Produce the goods on the biggest, very biggest occasion either. So they'll be disappointed, I'd say, because you know they have lots of adult holders down there, a good second team and a good third team, I think. And you know it's disappointing for them that they haven't carried last year's form. But it clear championship has been like that in recent years, Leo. You know, if teams who were fighting relegation suddenly they're in county finals, semi finals, back maybe struggling for rele- relegation again. Nothing between the teams all beating each other. The one common denominator is Bridge beating them all in finals by scoring about twenty four or five points and and just closing up the back and not letting anyone through. So you know, it's it's the clear championship is very entertaining in that sense. Very uncertain if you take all the teams outside of uh, of of the bridge, everyone seems to be able to beat each other or at least. Many of the teams can beat each other on any given day. So it makes for an exciting championship. But uh, again, East Clare suffering a little bit in terms of, of results. Uh, OK, Fiekel got the draw. Scarif lost. Whitegate have lost. The Mills have now lost as well. And, but, and Bradford after a very, very proper start of loss. So, uh, you know, East Clare's team still filing in a struggle to, to, to beat the bigger the bigger clubs. Yeah, and hopefully we hope that things, hopefully will, that'll change, hopefully yeah. things will improve in the next few rounds. Thanks very much, Pat. And that concludes our Sports and Show here today on Scarafay Community Radio in association with Derek Cridge and the TuneIn app. My thanks, as always, to co-presenter Pat McNamara. My thanks to our guests, uh, Clare Senior Hurling Manager Brian Lohan, uh, Clare Junior Camogie Coach uh, Brendan Foley, and media men from Kilkenny, uh, Adrian Ronan, uh, we thank them for their time. Thanks also to Jim Collins in the Control Tower. We thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the programme. Very best to look to the Clare Camogie team later on today. So all that remains is Emilio Dial for Sportstein in association with Derek Credit Union. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.